greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having us exist. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Hey, come down on you time fighting here. This is the war room. Is it over when the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Kennedy, Junior? See what turned out now. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It is Monday, September the 25th in the year of award 2023. <coughs> this is episode 936 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why? They'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. And, man, do we have, God, we have a great show for you today with uh, a lot of great things to talk about. Joining us in less than 20 minutes, he is the dean of ENC Sports Talk host. He is the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli on 252 ESPN throughout eastern North Carolina. It's our good friend Mark Panicelli. Oh, Mark, i got to tell you, man. He had a good day yesterday, a good Sunday. He and Hotlanda, the two Miami Dolphins fans in my life, uh, <laughs> the Dolphins put up 70 points. Not 17, not 7, 70, 7-0, S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, 70 points yesterday against the Denver Broncos, and, his e- and on top of that, on top of that, his ECU Pirates win on Saturday. 44 to nothing. So you talk about somebody who had a good weekend. Mark Panicelli had a, uh, a pretty doggone good weekend this weekend. Uh, but, man, I can't wait to talk to him about the Dolphins. There were so many great NFL games yesterday. Tell you what, yesterday was why Sunday ticket is, and again, here, here's a free ad, Jason Bryan. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be doing uh, free advertisements here for uh, for uh, uh YouTube TV, but goodness gracious, there were so many great games, so much going on yesterday. Nine games in the early window, three in the second hour, and uh, it just was a lot of fun. I mean, other than a few blowouts, the Commanders got blown out yesterday. The the Panthers, right here on 960, bet on the bull. They end up getting blown out. Well, it was a little bit better game than I thought it was going to be. I got to say that. Uh, Makes you just wonder about the whole Bryce Young experiment. And that's going to be one of the things we talked to uh, Mark about, too, is just I wonder, and I and I wonder if they could go back and redraft right now, would they have gone with Bryce Young at number one overall? Because uh, he didn't play yesterday. I mean, Andy Dalton plays yesterday, and I, and I know he's uh, Bryce Young is going to take some lumps and bumps and bruises and all that kind of stuff, but seeing a, a veteran quarterback in there albeit a, a washed-up veteran quarterback in there uh, doing as well as he did yesterday, just makes you wonder about uh, the decision to take Bryce Young. And i, I got to tell you, I mean, especially when you see what C.J. Stroud is doing in Houston, when you're seeing what uh, some of these other rookies are doing, i got to tell you, if I were the Panthers, I'd be second-guessing myself. And on top of it, I mean, you know what? Hey, 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 hey. Let's save that conversation for when we get uh, Panicelli on the line with us here on our Spence Automotive guest line with us here in uh, about 15 minutes or so uh but again 
Mark has got to be just giddy. We were messaging yesterday uh, when all this is going on, and uh, <laughs> he said uh, he'd been getting a lot of uh, texts about, you know, the Dolphins and all, thing, all, all, all that, and he said, I really do appreciate it. I have enjoyed it thoroughly throughout the day. With that being said, let me give you my standard response in his very next one. It must be copied and pasted because uh, I feel like he'd been sending it to a lot of people yesterday. He said it's still September, but he is very he is happy. And then in all caps, very happy with a little little smiley face right behind it. So uh, he deserves to be, man. The Dolphins, I'm telling you, they are good. I mean, they, just like anybody else, though, they've got holes in their game, and I think it might be defensively for them. But I'm telling you, man, their offense is crazy, crazy good. If you play fantasy like I did, and oh, my God, I finally had a good fantasy week, although – <sighs> I'm going to lose in the guillotine league against uh, Landon DeBrule and oh Paul Whittington and Ariel Epstein and everybody else I'm in that league with. I, I'm going to have my best fantasy week I've had so far in the first three weeks of the season, but I'm going to be the third team out in the guillotine league. It is what it is. Uh, it just breaks my heart. So much money that you put into that and then to get beat in the third week. I won it two years ago, finished in the top four last year. And I'm gonna get it, going to get knocked out in the first three weeks of this one. I'm just uh, there's a part of me I hate to say this, but there's a part of me that's kind of happy about it. And, and I and that's not sour grapes talking. I really am. I'm kind of happy that I I don't have to worry about that. And I just I I could have done better. I should have done better than that. But anyway, how, how about that? I made it all about me there for a second. Fantasy football yesterday. If you had dolphins on your team and Paul or somebody sent this to me yesterday paul whittington yes it was paul that if you'd have only started dolphins in on your fantasy team let's say you don't start anybody else you start Tua, you start uh hold on i'm gonna pull this up here you start a chain or however you say his name a chain a chain uh most tyreek hill uh the kicker everything else <laughs> braxton barrios everybody else for uh for the dolphins you would have scored 203.76 points yesterday. How about that? I can't wait to bring that. You're going to hear that number again. I can promise you that because I'm going to bring that up to uh, to our good friend Mark Panicelli. But, man, yesterday was just a fantasy. I, I had my best fantasy day yesterday except for Guillotine League. And I think a lot of people did, too. Some of the highest scores of the season were uh, recorded yesterday. Uh, but, man, just a fun day of, uh, of pro football yesterday. And, again, the reason why you have uh, more than one TV to start with, and then you got to have YouTube TV so you can watch four games at one time. We were <laughs> we went up to uh, Paul's yesterday uh, to go see uh, Baby Levi. I got to hold him for the first time uh, yesterday, which was incredibly awesome. And uh, so, but we came back to uh, Paul. It was his birthday, and we uh, went back to Paul's house. He made this big old lunch. Uh, it felt like we were at a ball game. I mean, all kinds of dips and. Uh, many hot dogs, and it, it was just awesome. But uh, I think at one time I pointed out to Linda, he's got the big three TV set up like I do too. But we were watching six games at one time. But if we wanted to, we could have watched all nine games at one time if we had wanted to the way YouTube TV has it set up where you can watch four at a time. It was just glorious. Man, I love the NFL. We're three weeks in. I, I want it to never end. It was It was incredible. And, again, uh, we will talk about all that with uh, Mark Panicelli when he joins us here in about 10 minutes. And it is Monday, and you know what we do on Monday here during uh, football season. It's Monday morning quarterback in our second hour. 
It's going to have kind of a different feel to it this uh, this morning, though, or today, because the majority of our uh, prep football games are played on Thursday. However, we're going to chat with the head coach of the two programs that are going to be playing tonight. Not against each other. I wish they could, but uh, that are going to be playing tonight. It's a Rendell Parrot Academy head football coach and our good friend Matt Beeman. <coughs> He'll join us about five minutes into our second hour. And then we'll be, uh, we're going to have a visit with uh, Bethel Christian Academy head football coach Walt Eubanks. His Trojans finally take the field tonight as uh, they had an exhibition game or a, whatever you want to call it, a, a preseason game, I guess, what, four weeks ago now. And uh, they've put off the start of their season until tonight. They were supposed to play Friday night. And then their game got moved to today. And I can't wait to talk to them about that. They're going to be taking on Wilson Community Christian. Uh, to start their 2023 season. But why don't we go back to Parrot Academy for a second here, and you're going to want to hear this in our second hour, too. As well. Like I said, we talked to Matt Beeman. Uh, that is our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. As uh, Coach Beeman's Patriots, who are 2-2 two and two overall, they're going to be taking on Kerry Christian, who is 2-3. and three. That's right, you're going to hear the Davis Wholesale, or the uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. That will begin at 5 o'clock tonight. Uh, I, I need to get, hey coaches, if you're listening, Coach Diesel, I'll be, I'll be texting you, uh, <laughs> a little bit later. Uh, Coach Harrell, everybody else, uh, we're gonna get hold of them. We're gonna talk about last Thursday's games with them. Maybe, maybe do a little mini preview of their games that are coming up this Friday. Uh, man, tough, tough Thursday night. We're gonna get into that here in a little bit for folks who might have missed our Friday show. We're gonna recap some of those games on Thursday. But that's what you're going to hear on the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. It'll be myself. Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith. That's right. Coach Smith is going to be back. He went to the uh, uh, Virginia-North Carolina or uh, North Carolina State game on uh, Friday night. That was held up in Charlottesville. <laughs> i got to tell you, my Cavaloos played pretty doggone good. Now, they only lost 24-21. They are now 0-4 overall, but... Uh, Beating the spread. They've now beat the spread a couple of times this year, too. So, uh, good, good game for uh, NC State. They improved themselves. We'll talk to Coach Smith about that. We'll preview tonight's game between uh, Parrot Academy and Kerry Christian. We'll talk to uh, other coaches in our, like I said, our coaches here. We'll look back on Thursday's games with them. Tough night, though. I mean, uh, again, just a very, very tough night. In fact, a, a historic night. I haven't gone all the way through the numbers because i got to tell you, to go through 60 years of numbers and dates to see uh, when three teams lost on the same night, North Lenore, Kinston, and South Lenore, and by the margin, it, it takes a while. I'm back, I tell you, I'll tell you this, I'm back through 15, 16 years of it now, and uh, there's never been a, that bad a night in la at least the last 15, 16 uh, years as our three teams, uh, like I said, South Lenore, Kinston, North Lenore. We're outscored 182 to 30 uh, between the three of them, and I, I have a feeling it's never going to—it's never happened. I, I can feel—I feel pretty confident in saying that. I just want to find out what was the second worst, the third worst, the fourth worst, that kind of stuff. And like I said, man, going all the way back to 1964 is—it's uh, kind of tough. But but I know that uh, what Tommy Maddox. I know that uh, folks appreciate that when I do that. So anyway. There you go with that. But, uh, again, that will be the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. It will begin at uh, at 5 o'clock today, live from Hodges Field on the campus of Arundel Parrot Academy. Again, myself, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith. Uh, Keith Spence will join us towards the end of the pregame show. Uh, Jason Bryant will be there with me for a lot of it. We'll give Paul a call. I'm hoping, 
hoping this might be his last uh, being away from us. He, Well, I don't know. It depends on what happens with little Levi. Could be a, a couple other weeks, but we'll see. Well, a couple more weeks, but we'll see. Um, so, uh, that'll be the pregame show at 5. And then the game itself, again, Kerry uh, Christian visits Parrot Academy. That's going to be just a, a, a lot of fun. I, it's a toss-up game. Got to tell you, we did all our picks this past uh, Thursday, and I think we all picked the same thing. I think this is the game tonight that is going to be the separator. I, I, I think Jason Bryant told me he was going to pick Kerry Christian. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a homer. I'm probably going to pick Parrot, but I, I think Parrot's going to win this too, but that would be a good separation game for us. But knowing Jason, he's going to weasel out and pick what everybody else picks so nobody can get separation on him or get closer to him. I'm sorry. I, he, he finished last last year. So uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see what his picks are tonight. Okay, uh, so there you go. Mark Panicelli here in about five minutes. Uh, Matt Beeman, Walt Eubanks in our second hour. And then before you know it, uh, the Monday edition of the uh, Brian Hanks show will be in the books. Okay, uh, man, uh, I, I, there's been some organization right now. I don't know if you heard or not. Well, let's talk about this first. Man, it was a great idea to move Friday's games uh, because that rain that came in Friday night and then even into Saturday was a real deal. Lots of wind, lots of rain. Uh, in fact, I don't know if it's what spur or sparked the fire but uh, if you remember Judah McBynum, who played for uh, Kinston High School a few years ago, I think he was a three-year starter, or he played varsity for three years for the Vikings, uh, his family, his mom's house burnt down, or uh, had a, a bad fire. They lost everything uh, this past Saturday morning. Uh, in fact, I put together the press release for the uh, about the fire. didn't even realize it was uh, my good friend Tina until Linda pointed it out to me. She's just an absolute sweetheart. She's a minister. She, uh, like I said, she's Judah's mom, and uh, their house uh, had some serious fire damage. I, from what I read, they lost everything, and I know that uh, uh, that Takima Parson and her sassy's crew they are putting something together for that. So, uh, please, uh, if you know them, and again, I love Tina. I, I did Zumba with her for about three or four years. She's just an absolute sweetheart. And you hate to see this happen. So if uh, you can help out, please help out. Like I said, I know that uh, I think there's been a GoFundMe set up. I, I messaged with her yesterday. I know I've been putting off get, getting rid of some of my clothes. I've got so many. I, I've got a lot of great clothes. I mean, great. Anyway, I'm going to be giving some of those to her husband. Uh, and there are people, they're, they're going to have to be in a, a hotel for a while. I know they're uh, getting people lined up to uh, help pay for a hotel for them. I know the Red Cross does a few days, but uh, if you can help out there, please do. And as I get more details on that, I'll let you guys know, uh, you know, over the next few days. But uh, Tina McBynum, her family, I think she had a couple of grandchildren living with her. It's just, uh, just a bad situation. I mean, a really, really bad situation. And on top of it, too, to have that kind of a fire in the middle of a tropical storm going through our community, it was crazy. But i, I got to thank uh, Murray Stroud with North County Emergency Services. <coughs> the Kinston Fire Department happened in Kinston on Washington Street. Uh, North Lenore Volunteer Fire Department responded to it, too. Uh, thank God no lives were lost, uh, no one seriously injured. They got out of the house in time. But, again, uh, if you know the McBynums, if you know Tina McBynum, if you know her family, please do help out if you can because uh, 
this this is the time. This is when we step up Kinston and Lenore County. So uh, there you go. But it was. Uh, the storms were bad Friday night. I'm glad that they ended up moving everything. And then Saturday, I was headed to Raleigh to uh, go see or to carry or whatever to go see uh, baby Levi. And, man, it was terrible. I mean, I you, know, you guys who know, I mean, I drive a little Mustang now, which is so low to the ground. The wind was blowing me all over the road. Uh, I got all, I got up to 70 uh, or the 70 bypass. Cars pulled over all side, I mean, all over the road. Uh, nobody was wanting to drive in it. And I, I just turned around and came back and then just uh, watched football all day Saturday here at the Hacienda. But, uh, man, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Uh, then uh, <laughs> ended up going to the ECU football game. Me and uh, about 15,000, 20,000 of our, our good friends, uh, including Mike Martin, our Wednesday guest, a uh, good dude. We ended up uh, going together. Uh, Danny Rice wasn't able to go, our good friend Danny Rice, but he just – the good dude he is, he gives up his tickets and ends up uh, Phoenix Evans, a former Kenston star, former ECU football star. Now a, uh, I believe he coaches football out at uh, Kenston High School. He ended up using Danny's tickets. and My parking pass and Danny's uh, uh, tickets, and uh, so thank you, Danny. I mean, I know uh, Coach Evans was very uh, grateful for that. But, man, what a good game for uh, the Pirates as they uh, get away with a 44 to nothing win over Gardner-Webb and uh, listen, I was one of them. I was really worried. I didn't know what was going to happen. And, uh, yes, that's Molly you hear right there in the background. Uh, can you believe someone's having the nerve to walk their dog in front of our, uh, in front of our house? Molly gal. And, and she's letting them know, uh, from the comfort and security of the, uh, of the plush, well-lit, well-protected studio that they are not welcome to uh, walk in front of our house. Thank you, Molly. See, Molly's protecting that house. Yeah, I love it. But, uh, man, a great game. Great game for ECU. We're going to talk to Mark about that here in a little bit. But, again, I guess my main point in even bringing all this up was, hey, kudos Lenore County Public Schools, to Parrot Academy, to Bethel, to everybody else that uh, put off their games Friday night because it turned out to be a really good idea. But uh, at the ECU game on Saturday, man, I, it's been a long time. <laughs> Greg Clemens said, did I keep my helmet on while I was driving? No, but I should have because, dude, it was something else, man. That was a that was a pretty bad storm that blew through here. And then even getting to ECU, game kicked off. I mean, there was flooding everywhere. Lower parts of the lower Menji's lot was uh, was flooded out. You couldn't go in on the uh, what the Greenville Boulevard uh, entrance to. Uh, to, lo- to lower Menjis and you know, to the parking lot there. So we had to uh, – it, it was just it – was, it was a mess. It was a mess. But, man, we had a good time. It missed it. It never rained. And I had several people texting me throughout the game asking me how bad the rain was. And it, it, the crazy thing was is it never, like, raindrops. You never – it never poured rain. But, man, it missed it the entire time. And you didn't even realize it until you stood up and then water just poured off of you from uh, all the mess. But it was a good time. We had a good time. And for the 20,000, 25,000 people or so that were there at the game to cheer on the uh, Pirates, it was a heck of a game. Uh, real quick, uh, and, and we're getting uh, Panicelli up here on the line with us in a couple minutes. But uh, just, well, let's go through last Thursday's. We won't go into all the details. But uh, Kenston lost to East Duplin 66-12. to uh, East Duplin improved to six and zero overall, two and zero in the conference. Uh, Kenston fell to three and three overall. They're one and one 
in the East Central 2A. Uh, now, uh, Kenson is now 1-3 all-time against East Duplin. Uh, that 66 points that the Vikings gave up, that was the fifth most points Kenson has given up in a game in its history. And in the 54-point loss, it was the sixth worst in Kenson High School history. Uh, North and lost 48-12 to Southwest Onslow. Uh, the Stallions uh, improved to 2-4 and four overall. They're 1-1 one one in the East Central. And the Hawks fell to 1-4 and four overall. They're 0-1 in conference play. And the Stallions are now 5-0 and oh all-time against the Hawks. Uh, the South and wallace rose Hill game. Uh, wallace rose Hill won 68-6 over the Blue Devils. Uh, the Bulldogs have now won three games in a row. Uh, they are 3-3 three and three overall. They're 2-0 and oh in the conference. They're now 25-7 and seven all-time against the Blue Devils, uh, who fell to 1-5 and five overall and 0-2 oh and in the conference uh, with that loss. The series uh, has been played since 1965. No, Siri, I did not say Siri. I said series. <sighs> uh, <laughs> the 68 points that South Lenore gave up, that's the seventh most uh, in a game in South Lenore history, and the 62-point loss, it was the fifth worst in South Lenore history. Uh, Green Central lost to Southwest Edgecombe 46-15. to The Cougars improved to 4-2 and overall. They're 2-0 and in the Eastern Plains 2A. The Rams fell to 2-4 and overall. They're now 1-1 and in uh, Eastern Plains. Uh, that was the 19th game in the history of that series, and the Rams are now 5-14 and against the Cougars. Uh, Aiden Grifton, man, uh, they put some points up against Farmville Central, although they came up with a loss 60-26. to the Jaguars beat the Chargers. It's the first two-game losing streak of Paul Cornwell's return to Aiden Grifton. The Chargers are now 3-3 three and three overall. They are 0-2 in uh, Eastern Plains, and Farmville Central is 5-1 overall. They're 1-1 one one in the conference. As I said uh, earlier, and I've said a few times, the Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week tonight, Kerry Christian is at Parrot Academy. That's going to be a fun game. Uh, Bethel opens up their season against Wilson Community Christian, who is 2-3. And then Jones Sr., who's been outscored 212 to nothing in all four of their losses this year. They're 0-4. They take on Union, who is 1-4 and 0-1. This Friday's games, uh, yes, that's right, we're only four days away from uh, this week's games. Uh, Kenston travels to Jacksonville to take on Southwest Onslow. Kenston is 3-3 overall. They are 1-1 in conference play. They travel to take on the Stallions, who are 2-4 overall, 1-1 in the conference North Lenore travels to Wallace Rose Hill. North Lenore is 1-4 overall. They're 0-1 in league play. Uh, Wallace Rose Hill, again, on a three-game winning streak, 3-3 uh, three three overall, 2-0 in the conference. James Keenan uh, visits South Lenore. South Lenore is 1-5 overall. They're 0-2 in the conference. Keenan is 3-2 overall. They're 0-1 in league play. They had last week off. Uh, Parrot, which we're, we're going to be at Parrot now twice this week. Uh, tonight we'll be there, and we'll be there on Friday. Uh, Parrot Academy, well, they're 2-2 two two for now, but they'll be taking on uh, Father Capadano out of Vass. That is a uh, first-year eight-man program. <clears throat> so uh, it should be a lot of fun at Hodges Field Friday night. Uh, but that's Friday. Uh, Bethel Christian Academy will have their first road game of the year as they will travel to uh, un- at, who is undefeated right now. Halifax Academy is 3-0 and for now. They've got to play Northeast Academy tonight. Uh, but no reason to think Halifax won't be 4-0 as Bethel will visit them this Friday. Uh, the big game over in Snow Hill, Aiden Grifton and Green Central. Green Central is 2-4 and four overall, 1-1 uh, and one in the conference, and Aiden Grifton is 3-3 three and three overall. They're 0-2 in the conference. And then finally, uh, Lejeune is 1-3. and three. Uh, They will be hosting Jones Sr. Man, heart was broken. I mentioned this on Friday. We got it plenty of time to let you guys know on Friday's show. But the Heritage Festival in Jones County was canceled. 
just hopefully they'll be back next year. I do apologize. I do not have the LCC volleyball uh, game. But Ricky Whaley, if you're listening, hit me up, buddy, and uh, let me know about LCC volleyball. They were set to take on uh, Wake Tech Saturday <laughs> at Pitt Community College. I don't know if they played or not because of the weather. But, uh, Ricky, uh, hit me up and uh, let me know what that result was uh, over at Pitt Community College. Brad Fest coming up uh, in uh, July. Uh, in July. Coming up uh, October 21st. That's going to be a big deal. Can't wait for that. Also, uh, the Little Mermaid opened this past weekend. And, man, I, my, my Facebook feed was just slammed all weekend with uh, pictures from it. Uh, I guess a, uh, Holly Holder, the star, and uh, several of her uh, uh, co- or, uh, actors, co-actors, co-actors, uh, they visited uh, the Arts Council. They visited a few places, too, but, man, I'm telling you, everybody's just raving about that. Linda and I are going to go see them on uh, Saturday. Can't wait for that. But before that, we will also be going to uh, the Festival of Hope at Wildwood Park in Greenville on Saturday, too. So uh, that's going to feature uh, Parker Bird, uh, ECU baseball player, uh, Dave Mira's uh, widow, and a lot of other things, too. As you know, Christy Overton-Johnson came on the show and uh, talked about that with us uh, last week. Hey, let's uh, let's get uh, Mark up here on the line with us. We're going a little bit over here. Uh, but I want to thank Lenore Community College. They've helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit the website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trent to find out how you can change your life today. Thank you so much to uh, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, uh, Catherine Pearson, Jeannie Kennedy, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. We truly do appreciate them. Let me tell you who else I appreciate. A man that gets up on Monday mornings when he doesn't have to get up this early, yet he does to uh, to come on my show to talk about the weekend. It's our good friend. He's the host of uh, The Drive with Mark Panicelli on 252 ESPN. Why? It's Mark Panicelli. How are you doing this morning, my friend? Well, you know, some days it's just, you want to wake up in the morning. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's in a good mood. I'm going to be that guy all day today. <laughs> Dude, I got to tell Well, let me ask you this first. I'm going to give you, remember when you used to do either or, or uh, do you still do that? You used to, that used to be one of your little uh, uh, fun things uh, you did on. Uh, you on mean the, uh, either, neither, or uh, both? Yeah, either, neither, or both, yeah. Uh, I haven't done it in a while, but. It's always a good idea. Thanks for jogging my memory. I you got a, a good one? I've got you a good one, dude. Either, neither, or nor. I don't have your sounder that goes with it, which was which was pretty doggone fun, too. But are you excited about either, neither, or nor? The first one is uh, a certain team scoring 70, 7-0, not 17, 70 points yesterday in, an, in, a, in a bona fide NFL game against allegedly another team in the NFL, and uh, this wasn't against a college all-star team, Mark Panicelli. This was your Miami Dolphins scoring 70 against the Denver Broncos. Okay, are you excited about Or either, neither, or both. How about Taylor Swift 
who they showed about a hundred times being at the uh, Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs game yesterday. I got Are you a Swifty, Mark Panicelli? So either, neither, or both. Uh, Seventy points, Taylor Swift. What rhymes with Kelsey? Because you know there's going to be a song coming soon about their breakup. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what rhymes with uh, with Kelsey. But give me some time. I'll work on it. Um, yeah. Uh, probably neither. Uh, if you ask me before the season. Um, but uh, but I gotta say, what people don't know is that I'm just gonna put this out there that uh, my girlfriend uh, loves Taylor Swift. And she went to one of the concerts. She's a big fan. And so, um, you know, that being said, uh, I would have never uh, suspected that the Travis Kelsey rumors, I guess, are true at this point. But uh, I had an idea because I saw this other guy, some minor league baseball player, was trying to circulate that he was dating Taylor Swift. So I pitched the idea to my girlfriend, hey, how about I announce on social media that I'm dating Taylor Swift? Um, I got a very interesting response that I can't share on the radio. So, <laughs> That's what I was um, getting ready to ask. I said, well, then what did your – by the way, uh, folks should know, man. I mean, I, this needs to be said, dude. Uh, your girlfriend, uh, very, very easy on the eyes, okay? And sweetheart, here, too. Here, I've got her several times. I'll, 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 yeah, I just wanted to say, I'll clean it up. She said um, – <laughs> Mess around and discover what happened. Uh, but if you, if you know that translation. <laughs> oh, my God, that is good. Yes, yes, uh, dude, I, I'm very familiar with that one. Uh, I will say this, and, and I'm not violating any FCC regulations here, Jason Bryant, but the last two words are find out. Am I correct? That's true. Yeah. That is yeah. true. That is true. <laughs> Dude, that is so awesome, man. But, again, let me reiterate, uh, your uh, your lovely girlfriend it is quite lovely, very easy on the eyes, and on top of it is just as beautiful on the inside as she is on the outside, right? All the way. Everything you said is absolutely true. <laughs> but she's a Swifty. Who would have known? Who, who would have known? I, I mean, but look, she's, uh, she is, and... Uh, and and up until yesterday, I mean, she really hated the Kansas City Chiefs. And 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 look, and yesterday, you see how quickly it can change like that. Oh yeah. I mean, just her, her, you know. But but that being said, uh, congratulations, Travis Kelsey. Um, I guess more so, congratulations to the um uh to the to the to the to the, to the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, I, I do have an either either, but if I heard a little portion of your. Uh, so I know you're going to ask me about this. <laughs> so either, neither, or both. The Bears and the Panthers both have recently drafted young quarterbacks, but they're currently on pace to have a chance to be one of the top five picks, perhaps. And you know that Caleb Williams is out there, Drake May, or whoever. So either, neither, or both. If these two teams find themselves uh, at the top of the order will they be selecting a new young quarterback and again for carolina that would be absurd wouldn't it they just drafted a guy but uh uh what do you think bears panthers would one of them take a quarterback if they're one of the top five picks i love it when you turn it around and see this is from you being the dean of enc sports talk host it, it's hard for you to be interviewed i understand that and i can appreciate that because <laughs> because that's what you do all the time is you ask questions as you have for what 
16, 17 years or whatever it is. So it's hard for you to sit there in the guest chair and just ask questions. I can appreciate that. I would have to do either, and I'd have to say I think the Panthers are dedicated to uh, Bryce Shane. They've got to at least give it two years. They've only given it two games. Now, he has looked woeful. I mean, in my opinion, he has looked and. It was compounded yesterday when Andy Dalton actually looked like a competent quarterback uh, in uh, Seattle. So I would have to say either and say that uh, the Panthers are going to hold on to Bryce Young now. Man, the Bears, on the other hand now, and I know he's only had one. Has he been there one year or two years now, uh, Justin Fields? It's going to feel like four if it keeps going like this. I mean. But this is only his second year, right? Or is it his yeah, third? Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, he yeah. has looked horrible. I mean, I would agree with that, man. And I don't know if it's part of the scheme that they're just doing him no favors, which, you know, <laughs> he, I was about to say he alluded to. Dude, he didn't even allude to it. He put it on the coaches in, uh, uh, in a, after a practice interview uh, one day last week that, you know, listen, they asked him what's the problem, and he said the coaches, which is refreshing. I don't know about you, Mark Panicelli, but I kind of like it when uh, someone actually says, what everybody knows he's thinking, but, you know, because of the, you know, the PC police or whatever, I love that he actually said that. Now, he did try to backtrack yesterday with uh, some of those comments, but and even on Saturday, I think, he tried to also. But uh, I could see, I could see, especially the Bears, just as abysmal as they are, uh, and now Arizona being better than we thought they are, too. We're definitely going to have to get to that uh, in our time we have here together. But I can see the Bears definitely going, uh, what's his name, Caleb Williams at U.S.? Or at, Caleb Williams, yep. Yeah, Caleb Williams, who's doing, dude, I'm not used to college kids doing commercials. And I know that's part of the NIL and everything, but it's throwing me off. He's got a Wendy's commercial. He's got, uh, I just <laughs> have you noticed that? Caleb Williams, yeah. he's a star of the uh, Wendy's campaign. There's a couple other commercials he's uh, doing, too. Anyway, anyway, to answer your question, Mark Panicelli, I think it's, uh, I think the Panthers are going to stick with uh, Bryce Young for a couple of years, at least this year and maybe next year, too. But I've got to ask you, and I know this is a, the common uh, talk show trope, and you're probably rolling your eyes as I get ready to ask you this, but if you're the Carolina Panthers, and I know it's a short you know, sample size or a, a small sample size, but, dude, the way C.J. Stroud has looked so far this year, and he has looked just freaking fantastic. And do you think the Pan there's a part of the Panthers going, you know what, maybe we should have took taken C.J. Stroud, who has an NFL body, who has a quarterback body, instead of Bryce Young, who has a high school quarterback's body. I just, dude, I got to tell you, man, he's slight. And, again, to see Andy Dalton, who, you know, Andy Dalton's best days are way, way, way behind him. But, dude, he looked competent yesterday, which is something we cannot say for Bryce Young at this point. Uh, you you know you said it all when you said small sample size, and um, you you we you know here's here's what I'll say with Bryce I I actually have seen what I've seen of him. I'm not I'm not upset about uh, at all. I don't I don't think he's a bad quarterback at all. In fact, I want you to think about it from from this aspect is think about when 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 Justin Herbert and Tua uh, took about low of a both drafted at the same time. The first year, without a without a doubt, everybody thought Miami had made the wrong decision. They and then you know as it's gone on, Tua has worked himself now into a to a conversation where it's like, well, maybe they did make the right choice. 
Uh, I would use Jalen Hurts, and I know these are all former Alabama quarterbacks uh, when we're talking about Bryce Young, too, but I think you got to give him an opportunity, even if it takes a few years. Uh, I really like the Andy Dalton thing now, too, especially because I think what a great veteran quarterback for him to learn from. And see, you're right, he's, he's over the hill. This guy is a, you know, this is one of his last stops, if not his last stop as a professional quarterback. But he can teach a lot of the, 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 the little things that it takes to be a professional quarterback to someone like Bryce Young. And I think give Bryce some time to develop uh, not only you know, his skills as a quarterback, but his body, uh, I think, could evolve. So um, I'm not ready to, to jump off uh, that. But now, that being said, Stroud did look good. I think we've got to maybe remember that I think it's nine out of the last ten that Houston just owns Jacksonville for some reason, uh, the way the Patriots own the Jets. And um, but I have to say, CJ Stroud did look good, and I looked. I think he was like six of eighteen for 118 yards yesterday when he was being blitzed. So I do like the fact that he's able to make plays in pressure situations. So. Uh, the early film on C.J. Stroud looks a lot better than even I thought uh, it would. Um, but I think we're going to have this conversation. Bryce Young comparison to C.J. Stroud, excuse me, <clears throat> same way we do with Tua and Justin Herbert. Those guys are going to be linked for the rest of their careers. Well, uh, again, that voice listener, that's Mark Panicelli uh, this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. And, dude, I can't look. Let me look down at my phone. We've been going almost 12 minutes. 12 minutes. And I'm not, I've not been able to, or I, I've, uh, we've not talked about this. We've got to, man. Your Miami Dolphins just fan. Now, I'm going to tell you, in the interest of full disclosure, yesterday was Paul's birthday. I, I got to hold little Levi for the first time yesterday. He's still in the hospital up in Cary. And uh, so we went and visited him and went back to Paul's house. Paul, Paul wanted to cook for his birthday, <laughs> so we let him. You know, I mean, hey, uh, a guy wants to cook for his birthday. You let him do it, right? Yep. So we did that and uh, and then ate, and then I got the itis, and uh, I had to lay down. So when I laid down, it was 30. They had 35 points at halftime. Your Dolphins did, and which is mm-hmm. impressive enough. And I'm like, goodness gracious, this is awesome. Then I get up about, I don't know, an hour, hour and 15 minutes later, Mark, and your Dolphins had put 70 points on the scoreboard. Not only did they score 35 in the first half, they scored 35 in the second half. 70 points in a 70-20 to 20 win over the Denver Broncos. And I got to tell you, I didn't think about Dan Marino. I didn't think about, you know, some about you know any other Dolphins. You know what I thought about Mark Panicelli? You. I thought about you, Mark <laughs> Panicelli. I'm not even joking. I get up and I'm like, Somewhere, probably in the greater Vanceboro area or wherever he is today, my good friend Mark Panicelli, I bet you can't wipe a smile off his face. I And then I ended up, uh, we ended up messaging a little bit later in the day, too, when I got back to Kenson. But uh, what was that experience like for Mark Panicelli yesterday? Yeah. Um, and by the way, yes, uh, uh, 13 minutes. I thought this was going to be an easy thing, and I just go right to talking about what I wanted to talk about from the get-go. No, in all seriousness. Uh, as a fan, and I, it lets me know that people know me very well. But when when I got so many text messages yesterday from people uh, <laughs> that I guess have seen me go through like two decades of misery, uh, being a, a loyal fan, but uh, it was great yesterday. I still, 
like that, and I tell you, there were no defensive or special teams touchdowns. That's insane, right? They did all of this, rushing and passing. And, um, you know, again, I have no idea. Uh, if you're a Denver Broncos fan right now, I mean, I I, I got to tell you, that has to be just one of the worst uh, just ever. But uh, I think Mike McDaniel did the right thing, could have gone for the record. Uh, and uh, and kicked a field goal late and decided to just take a knee, but um, but it is September. Can I can I can I say this? I know it sounds like coach speak, but I we the Dolphins were three and zero last year. They've been a lot of great records in September over the years uh, in Miami, but um, but I have because it's been such a painful two decades. I cannot not enjoy this, Brian. I am loving every minute of this. Uh, and I'm just going to soak it all up. And they play the Bills on Sunday, and uh, they, you know, they, the Bills could could end all my happiness just like that. But uh, uh, but that being said, I am very happy today. Very happy today. How impressive a uh, performance that was! The this team is the most fun I've had watching the Dolphins since Marino was quarterback. To be honest with wow. you, it's been that long since I've enjoyed really enjoyed a team and started to. Love the players and those kind of things because it's been tough. Dude. It's been tough twenty years. I, I I've loved some players throughout the years, but uh, this team in a, as a whole. Uh, and I I heard a little piece of you talking earlier. I do think they're still missing a couple of those injuries from the defensive side. Jalen Ramsey being back is going to make uh, I think will make a huge difference in that secondary. Uh, and they were missing a couple of key players just you know late in the game too, but. Situationally, they play well uh, as a defense, so um, I'm really not too concerned. And geez, if the offense scores like this, you know, it's just one of those things. Well, we just got to go out there and score more points. And uh, and I'll say, if you're going to compete against the Bills and the Chiefs, which we are like the standard in this in the AFC, you better be able to score points because that's what they do uh, in bunches, as they the Bills and the Chiefs did yesterday. Dude, again. I was so happy for you. I got to reiterate this for folks who missed it uh, in my in my monologue. But did you hear what I said about the fantasy portion of uh, the Dolphins? Yeah, geez, something about if they started all the players, it'd be like two hundred <laughs> points or something. Two hundred and three point seven points. If all you did was start Dolphins players on your fantasy team, Tua and Tyreek and the two running backs and even Braxton Berrios and uh, the other guy, too, that uh, as part of their three uh, receivers. This is what is crazy to me, Mark. And, again, it's, it's cool to have a bona fide, true Dolphins fan on the line with me right now. Dude, they did all that without Jalen Waddle. Okay, <laughs> I mean, who is one of the in my what, what one of the top twelve, thirteen wide receivers in the league? They did that without him, dude. I'm telling you, man. The thing that makes me smile because I am a Tua fan, dude, and I am on the ragged edge, on the ragged edge, Mark Panicelli of buying Linda because Linda's a Dolphins fan too. I don't, you, you do know that. I, I do, I do. I'm on I the do. ragged we sung, edge. We sung the Miami Dolphins song together. I think more than once. <laughs> Yes, you have. I'm on the ragged edge of buying her uh, to a jersey, and guess what, man? 
even buying myself one, okay? Because he's like the quarterback on three of my fantasy teams, which I got him, dude, in the eighth or ninth round of fantasy drafts this year. Who looks like a fantasy genius right now? Well, except for my guillotine team. Who looks like a... uh, (laughs) Dude, by the way, man, that's embarrassing, man. I'm getting knocked out. Thank you, Trevor Lawrence, for doing nothing this year. (sighs) Anyway, uh, dude... Please speak to Tua, man. I mean, he has just looked amazing. I said this last week, and I know it's two weeks in the season, but, hell, we're now three weeks into the season, Mark Panicelli. Tua, and I don't even try to say his last name. I know you do it effortlessly, but, dude, tell me he's not the MVP as of after the first three weeks of the season. You keep doing this to me. This is what's tough about all this. And I, because, like I said, it is September, and, you know, you want to – you really want to have these conversations in December and January. That's when uh, these are, these are, this, this is when you really want to feel this. But, yeah, right now, he's got to be in the conversation. If he's not, then you're just a hater. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, again, he's going to have this stigma with him until he plays an entire season because it's still every time people talk with him, it's always like, man, if he stays healthy, well, yeah, I mean, if, any, if everybody stays healthy, they're going to be, <laughs> I think yeah. that goes without saying in football in general. Uh, but, but that, you know, he has looked incredible. And I think I've told you uh, multiple times, what's impressive to me is what work he's done in the offseason as far as knowing the plays and making decisions quickly, which I think is, you know, paramount if you're going to be a quarterback on that level is your ability to read and react and, and make the right decision um, and make them quickly. So he's doing that at, at a phenomenal rate. So, um, yeah, Tua's been unbelievable. So, unbelievable. Well, like I said, dude, he is just – and he looks good doing it too. And uh, I know you're happy. And, dude, it's one of those deals, man, I am very happy for you. And I mean that in all sincerity. Listen, uh, Jason Bart, that, uh, that Wait, wait, real quick. That no look shovel pit thing <laughs> that was absolutely nasty was it not dude it looked like a it looked like magic johnson back in the day <laughs> did yeah. it not a look away yes. a look away shovel pass dude who does that i mean other than in I, this day and age uh mahomes has had a couple but i don't even know if mahomes has done one that was as pretty as that dude no i saw points were through the roof on that one so um I love uh, it too, uh, man. my fellow friend and i'll, I'll go ahead and my things we want to do it later because I now will press with time and you like rush me out of here like uh, like 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 you're trying to date two girls at the same time and push me out the door before they go get there. But that being said, um, uh, I have got to say Kyle Gaskins will be joining me on my show today. He is also a Dolphin fan, and when I when I text him about the two of pitch, he said, "Oh my God, it was torn." So um, I just had to throw it out there because it was absolutely unbelievable. It was good. So. It was a beautiful pass. Hey, let's uh, backtrack just for a moment because I would like your thoughts on this, and I know Jason would too. Uh, this is what he sent me. He said, you can tell watching Dalton that Bryce Young does not process coverage as quick enough, which is a 100% good fact. He said, I thought it was an offensive line issue giving him time until yesterday. I, I – <laughs> No better point could be made, could it? I mean, it is, Bryce Young. Yes, their offensive line, it, it is what it is. But listen, Andy Dalton threw for, uh, what, three? I had it right here in front of me. 362? Three, yeah, 361. 361 yards yesterday. And this is Andy Dalton, who is probably on the 
the 50th best quarterback on the planet right now, or 55th or 60th best quarterback on the planet right now. If Andy Dalton can do that against a, against a serviceable Seahawks team on the road, it makes me worry a little bit about Bryce. But again, 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 he's two games into his professional career. I mean, I guess that, that is what needs to be said. But just uh, speak to what Jason said there about it. It's, it's a Bryce problem. It's not an offensive line problem, right? It is. And... And it's why we tell people, uh, you know, you know, people that always say, man, I'd love to see like uh, Alabama or Georgia play the worst team in the NFL. Dude, that worst team in the NFL would kill Georgia. And it wouldn't even be close. And it's because it's a different level. And so, yeah, Young is going to have to see. And sometimes, you know, this ankle injury may be a great thing, as I said, because he's not seen game speed in the NFL until these last two weeks. And I'm pretty sure it was, you know, shocking. And if you've been down on the field and you at, at, to, to an, uh, at an NFL game, and, and especially if you've done all the other levels of football, I mean, the speed at which that game is played is just unbelievable. And so sitting back on the sideline and watching Andy do it may be a really good thing for him. And then, again, They'll be able to translate that in the quarterback room when they're watching film, and he's going to benefit from that. And, again, think about guys like Jalen Hurt, who the first year was a very limited playbook, didn't read very well, almost went to his first option or just ran and put in the work and was much better last year. And And I think that's what you got to see with Bryce Young. As I said, two games in, you probably had a little uh, shock to the system. Um, but, again, it also shows you, you know, when we're talking about C.J. Stroud earlier, way ahead of the game right now as far as being able to process that information. There you go. Okay, that voice you listen to again, Mark Panicelli, 252 ESPN. I am uh, holding us to this. We're going to talk NFL for the next five minutes and 30 seconds, and then we're, we've I got to get some ECU talk out of you uh, to end your appearance here today. But uh, let me see. Let me just pick out a, a game here. It's got to be the Cowboys, man. I mean, the Cowboys, 12-and-a-half-point favorites going into Arizona, and uh, they end up losing by 12 points. Dude, you talk about a game I did not see coming, and I know I had to have blown it on our picks that we do uh, on our home-and-home home when I do your uh, show on Wednesdays. Dude, <laughs> I, I never in a hundred gazillion bazillion years thought that the Cardinals would, uh, would A, beat the Cowboys. And where did I go? Do you have it in front of you? Did I? Surely, I, I probably took the, I probably uh, said the Cowboys were going to win by 12 and a half, didn't I? You did. Yeah, that's what I figured. I have good news for you. That's the, that's the only NFL game you've lost. So. <laughs> Three and one. Uh, we have the Eagles, Buccaneers game tonight. We both have the Eagles who are minus five. Um. So you had a very good NFL week again for the year today. I'm interrupting you because you broke up a little bit there, and I want people to hear this number. Say that again. Okay. Uh, you are 10-3-1 and one, picking NFL games in the regular season against the spread this year. And that includes uh, my fit. That doesn't include my fifteen and six in the preseason. So what? Twenty five, nine and one in NFL from preseason to now, dude. Yeah. And, and ask me again, how much have I? How much of those picks have I used to make money? Zero. 
Dude, I'll tell you this, though. You know, uh, Jonathan and I were going to Vegas. In fact, two weeks from Friday, we'll be in Vegas mm-hmm. to go see uh, U2, and then we're going to sit in a sports book all day that Sunday. I'm going to be a watch. Now, this will be the day I go, what, 2-14, and 14, but I am gonna be uh, I'm gonna be putting real jelly beans, real shekels down uh, with some of these picks. But again, watch it'll be I won't go twenty five nine and one. You want to bet? No, I don't want to bet. Um, <laughs> I will take your word for it. Um, but by the way, Brian, go ahead. How'd you do? Uh, I went three and one in the NFL as well All yesterday. Right. Still waiting on the Eagles uh, game tonight, um, but I got the Cardinals. Because I took the 12 uh, points, uh, and but I foolishly lost, and because I thought the commanders were going to were going to somehow figure out a way to cover. I'm stupid. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you are not. Um, anyway, I got to tell you though, Brian, you did not have a good day on the college. Oh boy. Thing. How did I do? First, Brian, uh, Brian took the push this week. <laughs> uh, we did have a push, and we we actually did have a push in our pick. Uh, but it was not the one you picked. You had Colorado on a push uh, and took the 21 points against Oregon. That was a bad idea. <laughs> um, you also, um, uh, the push that we both got was the Ohio State-Notre Dame because Ohio State was minus three. They won by three, so there was our push uh, there. Um, you, you took Pitt plus seven and a half over North Carolina, Ugh. and you took Clemson plus two and a half against Florida State. So you were 3 excuse me, yes, 3 and one in college picks on Saturday. Your pick now in college is, let's see, it is 6-14, excuse me, um, 6-10-1, sorry. 6 So you didn't have a good day. good. No, I went 3-0-1 in college. Uh, and my year to date in college is eight and five. Damn. Excuse me, eleven and five. Dude, that is awesome. Well, you know so what it tells me when I get to Vegas, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I got to say this one: yeah. I need to pick college games and not pick NFL. That is what this is telling me, okay? Because you know the law of averages are going to hit against me in <laughs> NFL and come towards. So I think that's what I'm. I think that's what this means, dude. It might mean that for sure. So. Uh, <laughs> But I, I have faith you're going to have a good weekend no matter what. How about that? I, I get to see Bono and the boys, so I think it's going to be definitely good. Okay. Hey, real quick, just Cowboys-Cardinals, which I ended up watching a lot of that game. It just seemed like Dallas just couldn't put it together, dude. And I got to tell you, it's their defense. Don't even think it's Dak Prescott. Don't think it's the Cowboys' offense. If the defense doesn't do its job, Dallas could be in a lot of trouble this year, dude. And when I say a lot of trouble, that means they're going to go 12 and 5, okay? I mean, I really still think they're going to go 12 and 5, 13 and 4. But uh, I don't think they're championship caliber as I did going into this weekend. You don't lose at Arizona, dude. You do not lose at Arizona and think you can win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. What do you think? Um. I think you're right for the most part, without without a doubt. I think they're going to win some games and win more than they lose. I think, really, what we may have seen is the, the impact of losing Trayvon Diggs. Yep. And what a lot of people don't realize is the pressure that guys like Michael Parsons or whoever can put on. We always talk about these coverage stacks, and that honestly is 100% true uh, when you don't have... Um, perhaps as good a coverage um, 
you know, quarterbacks are able to get the ball off, et cetera. Um, but that was weird because that game really was, you know, a lot of running. Uh, I mean, Connor had a, such a great, uh, a great game. I don't know. I think it just, you know, maybe if you're the Cowboys, you're thinking that's just an, an anomaly. Uh, they, they've had trouble against Arizona in Arizona, but I don't know. That, that certainly was a, a, an eyebrow-raising loss by a Cowboys team and maybe, you know, brought them back down to earth a little bit. Well, it, it started with Jerry Maguire. If you remember Jerry Maguire, that was the game at the very end where, you know, uh, <laughs> and they have. They've had trouble. I wish somebody would put that stat together. And you're absolutely right, dude. Every time I see the Cowboys in Arizona, I think about, uh, oh, my God, what was his name uh, in the movie? Jerry Maguire. Uh, oh, my God. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But Cuba Gooding. Yeah, it's Cuba Gooding, but uh, whatever his character's name was. And since then, every time I see the Cowboys in Phoenix, I think about that game. And I'm like, there's no way they're going to win because, uh, you know, he, w- he wouldn't allow that. Anyway, anyway. Okay, dude. Rod are, Tidwell. Rod Tidwell, look at you. Yes, absolutely. Rod Tidwell for the uh, then Phoenix Cardinals. They weren't even the Arizona Cardinals at that time. I think they were the Phoenix Cardinals. But anyway. Yep. Uh, dude, we've got to get – got to get some ECU talk out of you. I do – dude, what in the world are you – you said the Jaguars have trouble with the Texans. Just give me 30 seconds on what in the world is going on with Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. I wish I could tell you that I knew um, because, I, I, yeah, we, yeah, I could focus on the fact that they just had trouble against the Texans, period. But they haven't really looked good this year. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if some teams have kind of caught on to what they're trying to do or uh, if they're just not in rhythm or in sync. But Lawrence just does not. And, again, I, I just. You know, again, hasn't looked great, and um, it's definitely questionable right now. He's definitely got to turn that around um, because, I mean, up until last year, uh, he has had more questions than answers. Uh, so, and right now, we're back on questions and not answers. Yeah, and it's disappointing. It definitely is. And then finally, uh, Sam Howell, man, just came crashing back to earth yesterday. He had had a pretty, a couple of pretty good games uh, to help the Commanders out to a two and zero record. Man, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo revealed him. Did you see that nasty, just embarrassing pick six that he threw, where he bounced it off the uh, defender's helmet, and the the defender catches it and then races like sixty yards for a touchdown? That was as disrespectful as anything I've seen. Uh, that was that's, that wasn't as disrespectful as seventy to twenty, but he was pretty doggone close, dude. I feel like, yeah, Sam Howell, uh, do you remember his last year in North Carolina where he, I mean, he, he didn't, he didn't have a great year throwing the, the football and he ran a lot and he just got, just hit all the time and I felt like that game yesterday seemed like his, his, like really bad days in North Carolina. You know, he's just getting killed and, and throwing interception. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we still didn't know and uh, that he was good. You know, is, is he the guy that you're gonna? Is he gonna be a franchise quarterback? And um, you know, again, he looked serviceable and looked reasonable. Looked like something you could build on. And maybe it was just a bad game. Uh, maybe the Bills just played the way we expect the Bills to play. Um, and Washington got exposed for really what they lacked um, as far as uh, talent around Sam Howell. But again, I, I he really looked bad. He's really good bad. Okay, well, let's talk about somebody that looked good here as we're wrapping up our uh, our time with Mark Panicelli, and that's ECU, man. And I uh, went to the game uh, Saturday night. It was a good time for the 
15,000 or so fans who were there. And, uh, okay, listen, I'm not that guy that's going to beat up on people for not coming. Listen, you had to take a circuitous, circuitous, I can never say that word right. Did you, A, did you go to the game, and what did you think about the Pirates uh, Saturday night? I did not uh, make it on Saturday, um, but uh, I I did watch some pieces of that, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised. And part of the Gardner web that I had seen, the little piece I had seen, I was maybe expecting uh, them to, to 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 challenge ECU, and just from the get go, it just you know. It was, the game East Carolina needed to have to hush the cloud and to, you know, maybe dampen the torches. If the rain didn't put the torches out, uh, you know, then definitely the final score did. And, you know, again, that's what, to pardon the pirate pun, something to right the ship was what they needed. And they got it going. And so, and so now they can go into it and, and start to, you know, look into this conference, which when I talked about last week, if they could get a win, maybe build something off of it, refocus, and, and there's still some, something to be gained from this season. And, I mean, look at look at Marshall, by the way. Beat Virginia Tech uh, over the weekend. Yep. Uh, you know, I know Appalachian State kind of dropped it over in, uh, in Wyoming. Put a pick because we've got this limited time. I've got to ask you. I've got to ask you. Did you see the end of that game? Because I did. I did. It. Was that what in the world was the coaching staff thinking about? Uh, about you just take a knee, you kick the field goal, you win the game. What in the world are you thinking about there at the end of the game, Mark? Uh, I have no idea. I, I have no. I, I mean, the frustration on that is just. I mean, I I I, I, I have no idea. Yeah. I, you know, it, it was right there. I, I mean, that's some of that 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 Brandon Staley guy with the Chargers. See, I don't know how he won that game yesterday. <laughs> Go for it on fourth. Before he even threw the pass or town, I'm like, what are you doing? Run the ball, set up where your guy's going to kick the field goal, and go home with a win over on the road against Wyoming. I, I just did, – did you see they did a shot of the Wyoming coach? And he even looked like <laughs> you and I are talking right now. He's like, wait, what, what are they doing? You know, I mean, it was, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. Okay, real quick, uh, Rice this weekend. Now, I'm going to do the home-and-home home with you on Wednesday. We'll talk a little Rice ECU, I'm sure, but – Dude, forty-four to nothing against Gardner Webb. First shutout since two thousand. Dude, mm-hmm. uh, I, I looked at the spread, two and a half. It's only two and a half points. Rice over ECU. This is the Pirates. This is a very good opportunity for the Pirates to uh, win this game this coming Saturday, isn't it? It is. But when I think about Rice, uh, I think uh, I used to love it a lot, and it's really bad for you. But you can if you're if you're pre-diabetic, you want to stay away from things like that.
I'm kind of excited about it because I think after last week, some confidence is exactly what that offense needed. And so they can come in here uh, confident on both sides of the ball. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Mark Panicelli, you said, uh, who do you have today? Kyle Gaskin. Very good. And that will air from 5 to 6 p.m. on 252 ESPN. Right after the Brian Hanks show, which airs from 3 to 5 uh, on there, dude. Thank you so much for joining us here. Congratulate, dude. And I mean this in 100% sincerity. Congratulations to you for your Dolphins, man. Hey, Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. <laughs> yes, they do. So, yes, they do. All right. Have, have a great Monday, everybody. I love the world today. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, my friend. There you go. That's Mark Panicelli, 252 ESPN. You can hear him uh, on 107.5 from 5 to 6 today. That'll be right after the Brian Hanks show airs on those very same stations. Listen, thank you so much to him. Coming up here in our next few minutes, we're going to have Matt Beeman on from Arendel Parrot Academy. We're going to have Walt Eubanks on from Bethel Christian Academy on the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College.